Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you're here catching up with us. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation between two of our pastors from one of our online Sunday services. You can actually join us every Sunday for our online services. So make sure to head to c3victory.org.au for more information. Well, hey, church, thank you for joining us to our online service this Sunday. And if you're catching us on YouTube, uh, please make sure you hit that subscribe button up the top as well. Thanks for joining us today. I'm here with our senior minister, Pastor Keith Edwards. How are you going, Pastor mate? Pastor Keith, I'm doing well. How good are you? Here. Yeah, really good. This is going to really be good. good. We've, got a, we've got a great word here for you today. Yes, we uh, do. We are in the second week of uh, a series called A Preset Mindset. Now, you love sport, right? Yeah, I love sport. Yeah. All kinds. And the NRL's back. But, yeah, come on, baby. But the NBA is not. So I'm a bit sad at this moment. But we've both I played know. basketball. I know. Right, as well. In our, in our time. And I, I miss playing it as well as I miss watching it. Um, now, I've only ever won one grand final. But the mentality... You're behind me. Oh, I'm sorry. How many did you win? Three. Oh, right. Okay. I, I, I submit to my hero and master. Oh, we were uh, only B grade. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Probably the same as us. Um, but yeah, but the, the mentality that you have when you step onto the court really does determine how, what the outcome is. Oh, absolutely. So if you, if you step in with this, we're going to lose this game, we're not as good as the other team, it's going to affect your performance. But you step into that game with, we've got this, we can do this. It, it, you might, it might not win you the game, but it definitely affects the outcome. Absolutely. It affects how you play. If you walk on the court, the pitch, the field with, right. you know, I'm going to lose, then you're, you've already lost. Absolutely. So uh, this, this uh, series that we're in, the Preset Mindset, um, it's, it's, it's about how we come into something affects how we deal with that thing. Right. Right. So how, how we already think, how you already think about God or how you already think about yourself. Think about it this way. If somebody's going in for a job interview. Right. And they walk in there thinking there's no way I'm going to get this job. They're going to portray themselves as a loser. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so the, how you think about something affects how you deal with what's inside that thing. And these mindsets can be based on a lot of stuff. Right. It can be based on truth. It can be based on a complete and utter lie. Right. It can be based on a philosophy or a concept or an ideal. Yeah. Um, but today we want to talk about something that affects all of us. Yeah. We want to deal with doubt. Oh, come on, that's a big one. That's huge, yeah. right? That's big. That's something um, all of us will battle with or face right. many times in our life. Yep. It, it's normal. It's human. So doubt is an uncertainty about a truth. Yeah. Or a fact. Yeah. Doubt is uh, an instability. It's like a shifting. Uh, it's like an, uh, your, your foundation or your ground under you feels unstable. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure anymore. Right. 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 Um, now, for me, we talked about this earlier. For me, I, I never doubt that God exists. And that's, I never that's doubt, pretty big. And I never doubt that God loves me. So hang on, hang on. <clears throat> I was watching TV a number of years ago and this uni student came on and she said, this mythical creature called God. Wow, okay. So why, why, why do you believe he's real? You well, don't doubt that. I, I went to a series of camps when I was a kid. Right. And had... 
real tangible experiences of God and his love for me. So that set me on a course where well, I know that he exists. Right. And so now I'm going to build my life on truth that confirms that from the word. Okay. Right. That's yeah. what's happened. I didn't set out to do that when I was 14 or anything. Right. You know, it's but, interesting. Just a note on that. Uh, some of you have heard of Josh McDowell, the great apologist. Right. Wrote some amazing things. And one of the books that he wrote called More Than a Carpenter. Great little book. Perfect. It's defense of right. Jesus, the mm. historical Jesus as the Savior, the Son of God. And he gives all these chapters, science, and he talks about history, and he talks about all kind of things. And usually an author, when they write a book, leaves their largest, strongest argument to the final chapter. Right. Guess what his final chapter was headed as? Don't know. I know he's real because he changed my life. There you go. Yeah. Right. And he was a skeptic before. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. So the, the, the question that we want to try and answer this morning or today is how do we deal with doubt right. in a healthy way? Yeah, right? that's, that's a key thing because all of us are going to have to deal with it. At some time in our life, we're going to have doubts about ourselves, yep. about God, yep. about the world around us. Right. Right. So uh, because some of you might be doubting or sometimes we doubt, like how come I'm still sick? Yeah, come on. We, you know, you've heard somewhere God is a healer. Right. Jesus is the great physician. Yep. You prayed for healing. Yep. Why am I still sick? How come I don't have enough money this week? God does Jehovah Jireh my provider. Right. 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 But sometimes we can find ourselves tempted to doubt. Oh, absolutely. Right? So uh, firstly, now I want to hand this over to you, Pastor Keith, because what we need before we talk about doubt is we need a solid foundation of truth. Yes. So can you unpack a bit of Romans 8 for us? Yeah, because we, we can't just deal with doubt by experience. Experience mm. has to be based on truth. Right. I, I don't determine truth through my experience. I determine my experience through truth. Right. Does that make sense? That's so good. Okay. Because... Man, everybody has experiences and what makes mine more valid than yours or what makes mine right, yours not. Right. Well, it's not my experience that determines its rightness. It's truth that determines my experience is right or wrong. Very good. And so we, we, we preset a mindset mm. of truth that can deal with doubts, particularly in a very most foundational, fundamental area. Mm. Found in one of my favorite books. What is that? Romans. Romans, yes, okay. Absolutely. I didn't tell you to say that. Uh, I Romans, I love Romans because it is so chunky, it is so solid. Right. And Paul is writing this compendium of doctrine and faith mm. and everything. And Romans 8, you know, some scholars say that is the preeminent chapter of the Bible, wow. Romans 8. It's and powerful. if you've got a Bible, you might want to turn there to Romans chapter 8. It will be on screen. We're only going to read just for time's sake, verse 14 and 15. Yep. Romans chapter 8, I'll be reading from the New International Version, will be on the screen. So Romans chapter 8, the heading in my Bible is this, life through the Spirit. Yeah. The only way we can live is to have the Spirit of truth Come on. guiding us, teaching us, empowering us. And that's what this chapter is about. Yep. And right at the basis of this, the absolute bedrock foundation of this truth is Romans 8, 15 and 16. Yeah. And here it is. Let me read it for you. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Interesting. Ahead of that, Paul is 
talking about a lifestyle of choice. Mm. You can either choose to live with sin and live wrong, and but you know what it is? Sin leads to bondage. Right. And what bondage leads to is fear. Something is gripping me, controlling yeah. me, binding me. Wow. And he said, if you keep choosing this lifestyle, a life in the flesh or a life with God in the spirit, yep. if it's in the flesh, you're going to be bound and you're going to be afraid mm. your whole life. Where is this going to lead to? Is it going to destroy me? Of course. Mm. But if you live life in the spirit, Come on. here's what you receive. Yep. You receive the spirit of... Now, NIV says sonship. Yep. It has nothing to do with gender. It has to do with an event. Yep. Uh, sonship is a, is a word used back in that day for adoption. But not just adoption, it's, it's the adoption of the firstborn child in a family mm. who has total rights as the heir to the estate. Wow. That's strong, isn't it? Yep. You're not just a child in the family. You have the rights of the firstborn as the heir of the, of the business. How's that? Yeah. So you didn't receive this spirit in the world that will mm. bind you and destroy you and make you afraid your whole life. You've seen people cripple with fear. Yep. Because they've chosen a lifestyle that creates doubt, bondage, mm. fear. He says, you've chosen the spirit of adoption to come into God's family. And you know what the thing is about so adoption? Powerful. You're not naturally born there. You were chosen to be there. Wow. How good is that? <laughs> and who chose you to be there? Yeah. The Father. Right? Yep. You know, the truth is, I don't know about you, Darren. I mean, you grew up in a great Christian family. Yes. I, I didn't. But here's the deal. I didn't choose God. I didn't go looking for God. Mm. He, he came after me. He chose me. I, I wasn't even, I didn't even think I needed him. I was at a stage in life where I was having fun. And he <laughs> stepped in the middle of my road and said, I want you. And I went, I'm not sure I want you. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't chosen. And he said, yeah, but I chose you. Wow. And I sent my son to die yeah. for you. I have chosen you to be my son with full rights to the family estate. Yeah. That's powerful. It's just incredible, isn't it? It's so powerful. This is at the bedrock of my belief. Right. This is my preset mindset. Come on. Whenever a doubt comes and says, who are you? I'm a son. Right. I'm an heir. Yep. I'm a firstborn. I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave. I'm not an orphan. You've got no right to bind me. Right. I'm not an orphan. I'm I haven't not... been abandoned. I've been chosen. Right. Let's read the rest. That's powerful. How good is this? Yeah, I love it. Love it. He says, love this bit. And by him, the Holy Spirit who lives in us, we cry, Abba, mm. Father. You know what he's done? He's gone from a legal act, mm. adoption, has to be legally done, and he's gone to something very intimate, Abba. Mm. It is the most intimate way of addressing a father in Aramaic. Wow. It's like us today saying, Daddy. Yeah. Isn't it? Yep. You know, a little kid, I loved it when my kids crawled up on my lap, threw their arms around my neck and said, Daddy. Yep. Man, I want to tell you what, I was in heaven at that moment. <laughs> and God says, look, I, I have legally paid for your adoption, but by love, I've drawn you in intimately into my family. Yes. You can come as close as you can ever be and right. call me daddy, which is awesome. I love this. Yeah, it's powerful. The next verse, the capstone of it. Right. Because here's the deal. If I have the preset mindset, God chose me, God paid for my adoption, but now he treats me as if I was born as the first one into his family right. and lets me get as close to him as I want to be. Mm. Anytime something comes to assault that or even my own stupid choices at times, God says, my spirit, verse 16, 
the Spirit himself will testify mm -hmm. with your spirit, Keith, that you truly are my child. Wow. So I don't just have this legal act that adopted me. Mm. I don't just have this intimate relationship that can be close to God all the time. Mm. I now have living within me the yes. person of the Spirit who is constantly saying to me, listen, no matter what your circumstances are saying, right at the very basic foundation of your Christianity and your life is the truth that you're a child of God. Right. I don't need to say any more. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. No, we're not done. No, no, Lord, we're not no. Done. <laughs> hey, Craig Rochelle. But it's so powerful. You know, we right. talked about the choices. Yes. Uh, Paul says you can choose a life in the flesh. Yep. It's going to lead you to bondage and fear. Yes. You can choose a life of sonship right. or adoption. Mm -hmm. Remember, not gender. It's to do with adoption, yep. which will lead you to freedom. Come on. And Craig Rochelle says this, mm. and I love his graphic on this. Yeah. He said, your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So my question is this, what's shaping your thoughts? Right. What's molding what you think about you and your world? It's a good question, isn't it? It is. It's a good one to ponder and think about. It is. Because the deal is this. We have a story, Luke 15. Right. People know this story probably better. I, I think it was, ah, come on, help me. The guy that wrote the Christmas story. I'm out. Scrooge. <laughs> oh, come on. Right. Uh, anyway, I forgot his name. <laughs> Thank you. Charles Dickens, our cameraman knows all. <laughs> cameraman. Thank you. Mental blank. Brain fart. Anyway, Charles Dickens wrote, and he actually said about the prodigal son, mm. it is the preeminent story. Right. And here's the deal. The prodigal son comes home and he says, I'm coming as a slave. Mm. That was his mindset. Yes. He predetermined, mm. I'm nothing but a slave mm. because of the lifestyle choices. Right. And yet the father says, you're my son. And he treats him like royalty. Yeah. And the deal is this, no matter what we've done, the father is so forgiving. We might approach him mm. cowering, begging, pleading, please mm. help me. True. And he says, stand up. You're my child. Mm. And he treats us like royalty. How good is that? Yeah. So our preset mindset needs to be, I am a child of the king. Yep. I am an heir of God and co-heirs with Christ. Yep. His spirit tells my spirit, I really am his. I am his child. Yep. There we it's go. It's powerful. Yeah, it is. How good is it? But. But what? But we can doubt. Always. Because I think it's one of the fiery darts of the enemy. Right. And I think it's something, we live in a skeptical world, they like to lead us to doubt. Yes. Don't they? Our yep. education leads us that way. Right, right. Um, even, even our flesh leads us that way. Here's the deal. I was thinking about this. We are taught with our education to say, reason says if you don't understand it, mm. you can't really know it. I see where you're going. Yeah. But our faith says mm. um, you can know it, because you experience it. Right. Right? Right. Okay. That's true. I don't understand where the wind comes from, mm. but I experience it. Yes. I, I can't describe scientifically the makeup of the wind. Maybe somebody can, but I can't. Mm. But I experience it. Right. Right? Right. I can't tell you everything about God. It's way beyond my understanding, mm. but I can know him because I've experienced him. Right. And that's what you said. Yep. And that's at your core belief. Right. Right. And so, so what this, do we do uh, when we trust. doubt, man? Well, trust is the antidote to doubt. Hang, hang on, hang on. 
I need to unpack that. I thought knowledge would be the antidote to doubt. No. It's a good point. It Trust. is a good point. Trust is the antidote to doubt. Right, because that's right. what God says. Trust belief. Me. Belief. Trust me. Yes. He didn't say know everything about me. So like uh, years ago, Beck and I first married, living in our, uh, living in our second home. We'd already moved once. And, uh, and we were dinks, double income, no kids. That phrase um, has disappeared. All right. Yeah, well, well, it has in our household. Right. Um, and we were not good with money, right? We weren't, we weren't good with money. And I remember, uh, I remember like praying about it and being stirred to pray, God, I need you to save us from this financial you know, like thing that we've got ourselves right. in. And, I, uh, and I, I was like, I was convinced there was going to be a, uh, like an envelope under the door with like <laughs> thousands of dollars in it and it was going to save us and it was going to be amazing. Oh, wouldn't it and, be great? Wouldn't it be great? And so uh, I remember thinking it's going to be this day. So I get home from work and I open the door and there's an envelope. No way. Not kidding. Cut. There's an envelope on the ground and I was like, Hallelujah. <laughs> God this is, is real. The best. So good. I pick it up and I open it and there's money in it and I'm counting the money and there's only $200 in it. <laughs> oh no. And I'm like, what happened? God, what are you what are you doing? What are you doing here? And I started to doubt even though he'd provided. Right. I started to doubt, can you really really provide for me? Can you really save wow. us wow. from this? Wow. Um and and the deal was that Actually, my perception was wrong about the whole thing because what I wanted was for God to bring the magic wand. Right. I didn't actually, I didn't actually see what else he could do inside of my situation. doubt actually creates instability, right. doesn't it? Right. And we're about to read uh, James 1, yeah, and verse uh, 2 to 8, which and it lands incredible. on that. James, James, James 1, right. uh, chapter 2, sorry, James 1, verse 2. To eight. And this is what it says. Because doubt's what? Man, what, what's doubt is, you, you said this phrase, doubt is a... It's, it's the, this, this uncertainty about a truth. Right. And it's explosive. Yeah. It, it just devastates. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, uh, let's, let's go to James chapter one. We're in verse two uh, and it says, we're reading to verse eight. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, hang on a minute. Christians face trouble? Yeah, right. Because it doesn't say if you have a bad time? No, it says when. Oh. Whenever you, like Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. Right. But so, then he said, Yeah. But take heart because I've overcome the world. Wow. Right. So good. So whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops or produces perseverance. Wow. Let perseverance finish its work. Wow. I don't like to do that. I like to just <laughs> skip to the end. So that you may be mature and complete, wow. not lacking anything. Then in verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts, here it is, is like, a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Wow. That person yeah. should not expect to receive any from, anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable. That's, a, that's an interesting phrase, double-minded. Right. What does that mean? 
Well, I mean, we were talking about the, the Greek for this, yeah. Pastor Keith, as well, and it means uh, two souls. Yeah. It means I'm in two different places at the same time. Yeah, the, the Greek word is a compound word, the first part being two, and the second part is the same one we get the phrase psyche from, the soul. Right, right. Two souls. Two souls. So wow. I'm actually in two minds at the, at the one time. How's it's that like, work? It's What's like, oh, well, I believe God and he's good and he's, he's provider, but look at my situation. Right. And so we're in these two minds at the same time. Okay. That, that's tough. It is. That's tough because circumstances are telling me one thing. Right. But God's word saying another. Yes. In a minute, we need to talk about what to do with that. I know, right? <laughs> Let's All talk right. about doubt for a little bit longer. Because okay, go if for you're it, writing man. notes, first point was that we need a foundation of truth. Second point was is uh, doubt is like a ticking time bomb. Wow. Right? So it's when, when you're in any trial at all, you can be tempted to doubt. Okay? Right. Of and course. You can let this, you can be tempted. Oh, let this doubt thing creep in. And, but if you let it hang around, it's going to destroy your relationship with God slowly or right. in one way, in one big foul swoop. And so what we discover is that doubt kills faith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, if we look at verse eight, it says, like we've just done, such a person is double minded and unstable in all that they do. Wow. So there's an instability. There's so it's an not just insecurity, insecurity, it's an instability. Also. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure anymore. Right. I'm all over the shop. Right. Right. Um, and we're thinking these two things at, at once. And so it's not healthy to live in doubt. It's not healthy to let doubt hang around. No. Right. So doubt is like a ticking time bomb. And if you hang on to a ticking time bomb for long enough, it's going to Imagine, Explode. imagine having that mindset on the day of your wedding. Oh man! I mean, if you want to look at practically, yeah, right. You're heading to the altar, and there's and you're like, I don't know. On your left shoulder is a little voice <laughs> sitting there saying, "That's not the woman you want." Yeah. On your right shoulder, there's a little voice going, "Don't be stupid." Yeah. That's that's two voices of doubt. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. True. But but imagine what that would do to the relationship. Right. Right. Any relationship. Yeah. So here's the danger that if you hold on to the ticking time bomb of doubt for long enough, eventually it's going to blow up in your faith. That's true. Right? That's true. You let it hang around. But you know what? Come on, let's not beat up people here for a minute. Sure. I bet you face doubt, (laughs) even as a Christian. Yep. We all, we all, it's, it's human. Yep. It's because... We've got so many things going on around us that right. that seem to want to take away the power of the truth of God's word. Yes. So here's my question to you. You've got your circumstances telling you things aren't so good. Right. You've got God's word saying he's on your side. He's for you. His plans for you are good. Yep. What do you do when the two don't match? And the circumstances are screaming. Right. Like they're, they're yelling in your well, face. Well, they're very real. They're right there. That's right. And sometimes the truth can be like this little gentle whisper. That's right. What do you do? I think I have to remember what he's already done. That's good. That's good. They're like, like there's, a, there's a history of what God's... Absolutely. That's good. God's and not just for you. Well, right, right. There's but, a, there's a history you. in here. There's... It's kind of like David. He's facing Goliath. And they said, what makes you think you can kill the giant? Right. Well, I killed a bear and a lion. There was that one and that one. Yep. Right. A yep. Whole, whole bunch of those things. What's this guy? So when the bills are piling up, yeah. truth is God will supply all your needs. Yep. 
what do you do? Historically, you say, well, God, yeah. you provided back then and you provided yep. then, you pr and there's no reason why you wouldn't do it now. Yes. You bring the future into the now. Right, right. So I remember the past, I remember his promises about my future, and I can trust him in the moment. Yeah, so you bring it in now. Right. Awesome. I, I, I live in Great. that. Great, love it. Um, love it. And the other thing that I think I do is I let God adjust me with my perspective. So maybe I'm not actually seeing things right. Okay. So, you know, in, in the story I told before when Beck and I were first married, yeah. I'm seeing God as my, yeah, sure, he's the savior of my soul. He's, but your, he's your bank manager. He's my, <laughs> right. <laughs> or he's going to rescue me from every single yeah. mess that I get myself into. Okay. So we're getting back to a preset mindset. If I've got a preset mindset that just because I'm a child of God, nothing bad will ever happen to me, that, that, that's not what James said when these things happen. Right. Right? Yep. But interesting, he said, amazing, you just read it. I thought this was so cool. Uh, God who gives generously. If my preset mindset is, mm. listen, he's generous. It's not a matter of he's withholding. It's a matter of timing. Right? Wow. Right. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. That's so good, isn't it? Yes. So I've got I've to rest on my father's generous. He's just Who is waiting he? for the right time. Wow. But like timing is such an issue though, right? But you brought up something too. He's adjusting me. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the, you're just using a different language for what James said. He's maturing me. Right. Right. Right? Yes. You know that word mature also means complete? He's completing me. Right. So tell me how mm. that works for you. How do you get complete through asking for wisdom in a trial? Oh. <laughs> I, think, um, I think for me, it's, it's, not, it's being humble, really. Oh, wow. Okay. It's actually going, maybe I don't see everything clearly. Right. Maybe I don't have all the truth here. Right. Maybe I'm seeing what I want to see, not who he really is. Okay, so you're coming from a maybe a... Your angle of your perspective is off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe I want him to be the magic wand. So you've got to be humble and say, by humility, you're saying, God, I might not be quite right here. Adjust me. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's the same thing brings you to your here. third point. Right. Yes, yeah, true, true. Which is what? Well, we don't want the doubt to hang around if right. it's like a ticking time bomb. So I actually need to diffuse it. Right. Awesome. I need to deal with it. You don't want to, you don't want to like just let it hang around and, oh, this is my yeah. best friend down. You know, like I actually need to deal with How? this What's your thing first step? that's inside. Number one, if, and this is, there's a lot of things that we can do. The community of faith is powerful. Remembering what God's already done. Getting, right. you know, uh, prayer, all those things. They're, they're, they're helpful. But um, here's three things that we've just really decided on is so powerful when you want to deal with the, your doubt once and for all. Um, and the first one is to surrender. Okay. Is to actually go to God and say, this is what's going on with me, but I'm actually going to submit my doubt to wow. you. That is such a dirty word in today. Isn't, isn't it? People don't like to submit because they feel weak. Yeah, right, right. But what did Paul say? When I'm weak, then I'm strong. Right. Yeah. This is the upside down kingdom. All the way. Or upside down principles of the kingdom. Yeah. So you can, and it's your choice. Like you can hold on to the doubt and right. you can let it eat away at you. You can let it, you know, destroy your faith, destroy your relationship with God. Or you can say, God, just take this. 
Um, I, I, I'm giving it to you. Right. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. Right. You know, like I've got this, you know, you might have a doubt that God's going to bring a breakthrough. Okay. A doubt that God's going to bring what you're believing for. Right. And this, I think this is where it gets so hard, Pastor Keith. It's because some of this stuff that we're talking about, this is what we are hoping for and praying for and yes. believing for. And this is yeah. where the rubber really hits the road. Yeah. It's because sometimes these doubts creep in. Yes, and, they do. And I'm like, but I can't see what mm-hmm. I'm what I'm believing for. Like it mm-hmm. might be the salvation of a child or a friend or your spouse, or it might be something that's so close to I'm, your I'm heart. Gonna, I'm going to pull a Darren here for a minute. Yeah, do it. I'm going to quote it. a movie. <laughs> and and no, I, hate, I hate to do this, but it's cheesy. It's out of Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Sure. Tim Allen is in the, uh, in, the, in, in the room and the little elf is there and he says the phrase, remember he's caught up into Christmas land, Santa land, yes. and he says to the little elf, I see it, but I don't believe it. Yeah, right. And the little elf says something that is, it is a biblical truth. She said, oh, that's, that's what most adults have problems with because it's not seeing is believing, it's believing is seeing. Wow, right. And, and what you said is sometimes I don't see it, so what do you do? And that's where I think going straight to God is right. the most Surrender. powerful thing. But then that what? You can what do. helps you believe? Right. So the next thing that we need to do is receive the word. What does that mean to receive it? Well, I don't just want to have a trust in something that's not based on truth. Okay. I need to increase my trust. Because that's the antidote to doubt. Right. But not just on a philosophy or a great idea or so, something. I so read trust on is another way of saying faith. So how do you increase your faith? Well, faith comes by hearing the word. Right. right. Is it Romans 10? Romans 10? 10, 17. 17. There you go. Faith comes by hearing the word. So I have to position myself. Right. To receive the word. What is the word of God? And how do you do that? So, well, well, you've got to take your time. You've got to take some time. You've got to... Sit with the word. Okay. I need to make some space for God to speak. Okay. But here's the deal. If I just sit and quote a verse, it's not a magic mantra. Right. My doubt doesn't go. Right. Totally. So what do I do with the word? You've you got to get it in you. Okay. By soaking in it. Meditation. Meditation. What's Christian meditation? It's a filling i got to fill my mind. Now, this is different than what we hear out there because yep. when we're told to meditate out there, we're told to empty ourselves. Right. Yeah, get it all out and you'll be yeah, free. Yeah. No, but no, no, when, we... he, when the Bible talks about, and it says meditate. Right. Meditate on the Word. Yep. What does it mean? It means to fill. When I know the truth, that's when it sets me free. Joyce Meyer says, empty space is a place Ooh. for the devil. Wow. So you're saying, fill that space. Fill that space. Okay. Meditate on the Word. So here's the deal. Yeah, I don't want to just sit there and quote it thinking magic's going to happen because I quote this. <laughs> but here's the deal. You go, I don't feel anything. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had that, but man, there are times, like for times, Peter says to Jesus, how many times have I got to forgive this guy? Seven? Right. Because that was the rabbinical law. Yes. And Jesus said, well, I don't say seven. I say 70 times seven. 490 times in a day. Yeah. You're joking. Now I can sit there and I can exercise. Oh God, I forgive that person for offending me. Oh God, and I don't feel a thing. I'm still a little bit ticked. Yeah. 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to get over the anger and I'm not mm. feeling it, but I'm doing what Jesus said. Yeah. I'm speaking and I'm acting on forgiveness, yeah, even right. though I'm not feeling it. Is the word working? Now, let me tell you, yes, why? Yeah. Paul said in Ephesians 5, Jesus loves the bride, the mm. church. He washes her with the water of the word. Word. Right. Sometimes I take the word and I let it wash me, but I don't feel anything. Mm. Okay. I don't mean this to be crude. Please don't take it that way. But imagine a person who is a paraplegic and you are the orderly who's going to wash them. Yeah. They're not going to feel what you're doing. Yeah, right. But at the end of the bath, they're clean. Hmm. Because it's not their feeling that cleanses them. It's the act of the word washing them or the right. water washing the water them. The water and the soap. Yeah. And it's the right. same. Don't go on your feelings. Feelings will come. Totally. Because after a while, you'll go, oh, I'm clean. Right. But just because I'm not feeling while it's happening doesn't mm. mean it's not working. The yep. Word has the power of grace in it. Right. And it's not going to return to Him void. Come on. Right. Isaiah 55. Right. Yep. That's good. So uh, I, need to, I need to surrender my doubt. I need to get into the Word and receive the Word, position myself, meditate on it. But then there's a, there's a third thing. Right. And I think that it's really, and we're, we're wrapping this up pretty quickly here, but we need to accept His invitation to a new level of relationship. Talk me through that. Right. So when I'm doubting, there's an, if I submit that doubt, God says, come and know me better. What, right? what does that mean, know me better? We right. just said, we just said, I don't have to fully understand everything about him to know him. What do yeah. you mean? So in Ephesians 1, it talks yeah. about, um, and I pray that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's Ephesians 1 verse uh, 17. Yeah. I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So, there's, so that you may know him. Right. So better. that you may know him better, like more. So and, there's and always we more. know that that what Paul is saying, he's not saying um, abstract or even imperial, empirical data and knowledge. Right. Right. He says, no by experience. No personally. Right. Good. Good word. Right. Personally. So I can know him better personally. And we go back to Romans 8. That's right. I can know him in all the fullness of daddy. Father. Abba, absolutely. Come on. Yeah, because of who he's made me to be. And that's my preset mindset. Right. Because I don't have to right. question, is he? Yeah. I come to this moment of doubt with he is, not is he? Right. Let's reverse that. Not is he, he is. <laughs> yes. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. It's simple. Yeah. That's but it's right. true. Yes. And so I just wanted to maybe quickly pray for some, some people. Why not? That'd um, be a good thing. Who are experiencing different levels of doubt right now. Um, and maybe there's a, there's a big circumstance in your life. There's a big thing going on. Right. And you are, you're believing for something, but you're not seeing it yet. Um, and we want to pray for you do right it. now. I think that's powerful. Yeah, let's do it. Father, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus. Yeah. For his death and his resurrection and for adopting us as sons and daughters mm -hmm. and making us your child. And God, sometimes we can't see the other side of this trial, this situation, this circumstance, God, but we want to surrender any doubt that we have right now. 
to you and say, God, would you, would you reveal yourself to us? Would you give mm -hmm. us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that despite our doubt, we can know you yeah. better. We can be brought into this new depth of friendship and relationship with you. Yeah. And God, would you reveal your word to us? Would you show us something out of your, out of your truth? Would you yes. speak? Would your voice be loud and clear to us in this moment so we can see better? Mm -hmm. We can see what you're doing. We can be drawn into a closer friendship with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, you know, one of the worst doubts. I remember reading the account of Charles Wesley, great revivalist. But even before he moved into being a revivalist, he constantly battled with doubt whether he really was a child of God, a Christian. Wow. And I remember reading about his moment of breakthrough and it was glorious. It was, it, it was incredible. It's a horrible thing to wonder, am I really? Am I going to make it? Yep. Does God love me? Am I yep. his child? Right. Do you know, I believe according to this, not according to anything else, but according to this, yep. I can know that I know that I know. Right. I'm his child. I am born again. Yep. I am forgiven. I am clean Come on. and I am accepted and I have a home in heaven forever. And yep. I don't doubt that. Not because of anything Powerful. I've done, but because of everything he did when he went to the right. cross. He paid for my sins, your sins, the sins of the world. Yep. He was buried, which, is, which signifies I'm taking it all away. Yeah. But then he was raised from the dead and, and to give us new life. It mm. wasn't just to leave us in a state of forgiveness, but now to give us life forever. And empowerment. And, and one of the worst things to do is if you doubt that, I believe you can know that beyond any shadow of a doubt as you just simply, Jesus said, unless you come to me as a little child, mm. which means simple trust. I remember when John O was little, he had bunk beds and he could barely stand up. And I'd put him on that top bunk bed. I'd stand back, I don't know, a meter or two. And I just, I didn't say a word, just and he would run and dive off that bed, wow. never once hesitating, questioning, going, Dad, you, you haven't eaten your wheat mix. You look a bit weak. <laughs> never once like that. He just ran and dove into air knowing Dad's not going to drop me. Wow. I'm not going to die. Wow. And it's that simple trust. And Jesus right. said, you got to trust me like a child that, yes. uh, that I am the way. And if you haven't done that, this would be an awesome time. Absolutely. Why don't you lead them in a prayer that might help them come to know God in Absolutely. this Absolutely. If that's you, uh, there's going to be a little, if you're in the chat right now uh, on our church online, uh, there's going to be a little experience that you can engage with. It'll say, raise my hand. Yeah. And, uh, and that signifies to God, to yourself, to anyone uh, that actually I want to become a child of God right. today. Uh, maybe you've wandered away from God and this is your moment to come back into relationship with Him. Or maybe that you've stumbled upon our YouTube channel and this is your first time wow. or someone yeah, invited absolutely. you to this service, this online service. Um, so if that's you and you're like, I want to accept Christ into my life, I want to trust Him yes. with my life and my eternity, then let's pray this prayer. Yeah. So if you want to close your eyes right now, uh, just pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I thank you that you love me and that you died for me mm -hmm. and that through your death and resurrection, I can have forgiveness. Right. I can walk in relationship with you and have an eternity in heaven and be filled with life mm. and your spirit here on earth. So I trust you. Mm. I believe in you. 
Come and be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend, and lead me in the way that's everlasting. And we pray this prayer in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.